welcome back to podcast. I'm Cass and every week I bring you another guest who tells us their story and gives us any tips to combat the shit that life loves to throw our way. This week I've been thinking about our ancestors and how family dynamics way back then versus now in the modern age. When we're born, we're expected to grow into our voice, but then it's deemed acceptable for the senior generation to regress and to lose theirs, which just doesn't make any sense to me. My guest this week is someone who identifies with the inner wise woman, the woman in years gone by who said things clearly and didn't care. Her opinion was rejected. She was speaking her truth. So my guest this week is the wonderful Erin Hodgson. Hi, Erin. Hi, how are you going? I'm not bad. So you are the spiritual mentor and the founder of awakeningthewisewoman.com. Yeah, well, co-founder, yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell us about the wise woman? Well, so the... the, um, Awakening the Wise Woman is my business with um, my good friend and um, incredible business partner, Ellie. And um, we met about 18 months ago uh, and we started talking about um, self-acceptance for a summit that she was running and we didn't really stop talking. We kind of just ended up talking every day for sometimes (laughs) several hours Uh, and it, it you know, middle of last year, around about this time last year, we decided that actually we probably needed to do something about trying to do something to make money while we're talking. (laughs) Um, So so, um, really what it comes down to is we felt like the world kind of expects us to wait until we're older to share our wisdom. Yeah. Um, you know, that that wise woman archetype is is seen in the world as being a woman who's postmenopausal. She doesn't have young children. Um, and and really that's the only thing she can bring to the world anymore. And we were like, hang on a minute, why do we have to wait till we're old? Well, yeah. You know, like at the time I was still um 39 and uh Ellie was, I think she was 41 at the time, and we were like, Well, hang on a minute. Like I don't, we don't want to wait another twenty years for that to be for that to be us. Like, why can't we be wise now? Yeah. Um. And so that was the premise of it, really. And yeah, we've just kind of gone down that path of connecting with our own wisdom, but helping others connect with theirs, and um, recognizing that you know sometimes it takes a lot of bravery to um, to share your wisdom in the world. And actually, yeah. my my brave for at least the first six months of that journey um, looked very much like Ellie. Um, so, you know, it's take, it takes a little while to find your own brave and to, to be able to do that in the world. And so that's, that's kind of where it came from. It's finding that safe space as well, isn't it? To be brave enough to say, here's my wisdom and I know this. Yeah. And it might not be someone else's wisdom, but if you can impart some of your wisdom because that's all we're doing all of our life is we're learning and I know we've spoken about it this before about um coming back in future lives and we've been back in past lives and we have continued to learn and every life 
is just another lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, part of part of knowing or part of being able to share your wisdom is about actually really knowing what's true for you and what isn't. Yeah. And as women, especially, we're not encouraged to really dive into that. We're kind of just told what we're supposed to think. Yes. Um, or told what's acceptable to think. <laughs> and um, and actually that's not that's not okay. Like that's part of the reason that humanity is so far down the wrong path. Um, so you know, it is up to us to really dive into like who are we and and what do we know? What is true for us? What are our our real beliefs and um, what are our core values? And how do we then live in alignment with those? Yeah. And share those with people because I think, you know, the law of attraction is basically if you if you go out into the world and you share um, from a place of core value for yourself, um, that you'll attract people who share those values. And who doesn't want that in their lives? Well, like, definitely. That, yeah, that's ultimately what we all want, right, is to have a, a tribe of women around us who all – um, support and love exactly who we are and what we do in the world because they want to be the same. Exactly. And it's one of the reasons why I got into podcasting in the first place is I've been in a lonely, I mean, I, I was surrounded by people, but I felt lonely and I've got beliefs and, you know, things that I thoroughly hand on heart believe in myself that other people don't agree with. And that is absolutely fine. I will never tell anybody that they're wrong because they don't believe in what I believe in. But to find people to connect with that understand you and understand how you think and are accepting. I mean, they might not fully believe in it, but if they're accepting and supportive of you, it just makes you feel so much better. And then that helps your mental health and it helps to bring more positivity to the world which is in desperate need mm. you know it's I mean you wrote something on your website and it's if you have a deep knowing that you have that you are a spiritual being having a human experience but feel completely disconnected to your soul's purpose and your higher self it is no accident that your intuition has brought you here that I was like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we like Ellie and I both, um, you know, and you're saying about connecting with people who, you know, maybe don't necessarily share your own truth, but who honor you anyway. Um, and, and that's definitely Ellie and I at, at times. We we don't always see things the same way and we don't always believe the same things. Um, but I absolutely honor her for standing in her truth and for ch checking it every time yep. it gets challenged every time someone suggests a different truth um yep. she's checking it against her her own and and really allowing her intuition to guide her to what she knows um but i honor her for that and she honors me for that in the same way and um you know i think that's what we're really trying to to get across there is that actually we are all spiritual beings and um, we bring knowledge to this lifetime from past lifetimes. Um, we have connectedness to ancestors and beings of light and angels and all of those spiritual realms. And, um, and, and we can access that knowledge 
if we take the time to actually try and connect within instead of listening to all the noise around us. And, um, you know, when we do that, we're guided to places that serve us and we're guided to people who will serve us and honour us and support us. I mean, a lot of manifesting has become very trendy at the moment. Mm. Everyone (laughs) on, everywhere on TikTok, you see manifest this, manifest that. Yeah. And I never realized I was doing that all along, even with little things like we moved home and I knew how I wanted the furniture and where I wanted the furniture to be and the size, the dimension, the color, whatever. I pictured it in my head. And I remember my husband just getting so aggravated, going, just let's pick a sofa. Just let's go to the shop and just pick a sofa. And I was like, no, 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 no. The right sofa will come along at the right time and it'll be at the right price for us. And lo and behold, it did. And (laughs) (laughs) it was just little things like that. I've always believed that the right thing will come along at the right time for us. Whether that be relationships, friends, whether it be material objects. If it's not meant to be in your life, it's not going to appear. Yeah, but absolutely. I think by doing that, I'm accepting, you know, some people aren't meant to be in my life and that's okay. Mm. I've got the people that I'm feeling connected to because when I'm with them, I feel grounded and I don't feel like I'm, you know, I need to go and find other people. I'm with them and I feel so safe. And we was talking about, um, you know, soulmates, how it's, you are with a group of souls that you will meet in different lives, in different situations, but you'll yeah. always find each other. Yeah. It's such a nice feeling. It is. It is. And, you know, I think um, the, like, all of what you talk about there is that, um, that having faith and having trust and belief in um, your ability to co-create with the universe and, and to be served with what is necessary for you to to go down the path that you desire. Um, and f- that's really challenging for a lot of people, um, especially when, you know, as humans, we form such deep emotional attachments to things and people and places, people especially, um, it can be really hard to to let go of those emotional attachments and and go through that process of letting go of the things that don't serve us. Um, yeah. And you know when that comes to people, like there's nothing I think for humans more challenging because innately we want to belong, right? We want yeah. to have a community. We want to belong to a tribe or a community or a family or whatever. Yeah. And. And when we recognize that someone isn't serving us, that, that they're actually causing us, um, you know, discomfort or hurt or more challenge than is necessary, it can be really, really hard to let them go and to say, actually, you don't serve me and I'm okay with you not being in my life because I need to honor myself first. Yeah. And, and you know, that I think that's really, really hard, especially as women, because it can be so hard to find new connection yeah. and to have faith that that new connection is coming. Yeah, because with, I mean, you see it with like male relationships with their friends and it's 
it's so simple and you know they just get on with each other and if they have something to say they say it but with women we are so much more complex we take every little thing and analyze it and scrutinize it and we're always looking for who's going to hurt us next which is so strange it's like it's hardwired into us all who's going to hurt us because we're always on high alert yeah and when a friendship fails and you realize that they are not going to bring you any more joy and it's all one-sided it can feel like a bereavement because you're grieving that relationship that was yeah and well and you're grieving what you wanted that relationship to be exactly it's not just a past thing it's it's grieving for what you wanted it to be but can't have now yeah right um, but that sister wound is really powerful, hey, like that that concept of, I mean, for generations, women were encouraged to turn against each other. Yeah. And that, you know, they were, it was basically like, if I don't turn you in and and have you hung or burnt at the stake or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then it's me on that stake. <laughs> so yep. I'm going to turn you in, right? Um, and that has been hardwired into us. It's in our, it's in our DNA now. Um, And that's something that I think we are starting to become more cognizant of and starting to do some work around. But um, it's one of those things like society sets us up um, and the patriarchal systems that we have around us set us up to compete with each other rather than collaborate with each other and collectivize. And now that we're starting to get glimpses of what it looks like to work as a collective and to collaborate with other women and to rise together rather than rising at the cost of each other. Yeah. Um, I think it will happen much more rapidly from here forward, but boy, it's been a hard ride to get there. (laughs) And it's like you wrote on your website as well about the cycle of self, about Mm. you do what you can to show up for the people that you love and you're always hopeful that things can be different. And you have the courage to acknowledge that you want something more for yourself. But that doesn't mean that you're ungrateful for what you already have. Now, that sounds so simple. And it should be (laughs) something that everybody understands. But it is so freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah. To admit that you want more. And like, I I think for, for many, many years... I thought that admitting out loud that I wanted more than what I had meant that I was desperately ungrateful for what I did have. Yeah. Right. And I I very much, you know, I was happily married. I have a lovely home. I have two very messy, but lovely children. (laughs) Um, You know, I had a a business that I was, that I enjoyed and great friends and, and, but there was still something that wasn't right. Yeah. Like there was still something inside of me that desperately needed to be nurtured and let the light to. Yeah. And and acknowledging that out loud was really hard. But as soon as I did, it all started to unfurl. Yep. And and I, that's what we need to do, I think. I went through the exact same thing as a kid. I always had this thing inside me that said you are going to do something, something that you are going to connect with loads of people. 
And in my head as a kid, I'm there thinking, no, I'm going to be a celebrity. You know, I'm going to be an actress. <laughs> I'm going to be an author. And when them things didn't happen, I'm there feeling lost because mm. I still got this thing inside me saying, you're going to connect with people and you're going to connect with a lot of people. But yeah, it wasn't happening. And mm. I wasn't ungrateful for my life. I'm, I will never be ungrateful for my life because I do have a really, really good life. I've got a fantastic husband, an amazing son. I've got so many family members that I love dearly around me. But that fire was still stoking away inside. Mm. And it was only when I went under my dark cloud of depression and the only thing that seemed to help me just stop thinking and stop analyzing myself and stop beating myself up is to just listen to podcasts and all of a sudden it was like a light bulb just clicked and I started and I've done a a few different ones but this one connecting with so many different people hearing their stories learning off every single one of my guests and hopefully helping my listeners I'm no longer feeling like I'm ignoring that burning desire to connect. I feel like I'm doing it. And it does, it just lights you up. Yeah. But aren't you doing it from such a different place now than you would have before all of that happened? Oh, yeah, I'd have been singing and dancing away on YouTube or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'd pay to see that. That would be fine. But um That's yeah, like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but this this level of um of connection and the um the conversations that you're creating and and that you're cultivating for people, I mean that that's necessary work in the world. People need to hear that stuff. And so if you hadn't given yourself permission to listen to that little nudge, yeah, um, then you know, that's that the whole world misses out then, right? It's not just yeah. about you. And and that's I think what we what we um we struggle with when we get those little hints that hey, I want a little bit more. There's something else I want to do yeah. in the world. There's there's something that I need to follow. We get all stuck in the story of, oh, but I couldn't possibly put myself first because I've got to do this for the kids after yeah. school and I've got to do the housework and who's gonna cook dinner and all of those things. Yeah. But actually, like, it serves others when we are our best selves, when we do yeah. what lights us up. It serves other people. And um, we have to give ourselves permission to go down that path. And it's like, not only that, it's I started this podcast because I wanted to help people. But the more guests that I speak to, the clearer this becomes to me is I do just want to help people. I want to give people a safe space. I spoke about it with a different guest not so long ago about being on the fringe. You know, I was never part of, I was never the inside of a group. I was always on the fringe of it. And it's a lonely place to be. But how many other people are out there that are on the fringe? You know, and I have this platform where I can connect all these people that for so long couldn't talk to others about how they felt 
And if it helps them, I feel that's my purpose done. Yeah. I think the the thing that comes up for me there, though, is that that fringe, yeah. that's, that's actually the space where authenticity comes forward. Yes. Because inside of that, inside of that thing where you're so deeply twisted together, I, I don't think you have that authentic, bold, brave moment of being able to say, this is who I am and I'm unafraid of what that means for you. Yeah. Well, it's right? Yeah. When you're in the middle of a group, you're already accepted. You don't have to try and do anything to feel accepted, whereas on the fringe, mm. you're constantly striving to be accepted, to feel like you belong. And then I know in my case, it helps me to see what other people are feeling and to want to make them feel better because I don't want anyone to feel how I was feeling on the inside. Yeah. And I think the world, it's one thing that I do see a lot of is that we do need more authentic people. Yeah. Yeah. Singing and dancing on YouTube <laughs> and, and podcasting. <laughs> but I think like, I think it's a little bit, um, it's almost a, a smoke and mirrors a little bit. I think though yeah. that, that people who are in the middle of that group do feel seen and accepted and loved for who they are because I don't think they ever really get to be who they are. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. to be part of that group, you have such a confined space that you're allowed to take up in the world yeah. and, and you're so restricted into um, this is expected of me and this is expected of me. And if I do this, that's way outside the boundaries of okay. Yeah. Um, and so actually I think being on the fringe is a real privilege. Like, and as a fellow yeah. fringe, fringe <laughs> person, I think it's a real privilege to be there because yeah. it gives us permission to not actually care about those expectations quite so much yeah. and to push outside of those boundaries without fear of losing anything. Yeah. Because the only thing that we have to lose is ourselves. And we're never going to do that because we're exactly. constantly evolving ourselves to where we want to be. Exactly. We're more connected with ourselves than the people in the middle of the group could ever be. Wow. I, I've never thought of it that way. That's yeah. a really wow. insightful thing to think of is, you know, although you strive to feel like you are part of a group and that you feel like you belong, you actually have so much more freedom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and that striving, it's such a masculine thing to do, right? Yeah. Like striving is all about what am I doing to fit in? And actually on the fringes, you kind of get to go back into that feminine a little bit and just go, how am I being? Yeah. How am I being in life right now? Like, and does I, that feel good? And if it doesn't, how do I change that? And I think that goes into like what you were saying at the beginning about the wise woman, like the elderly wise woman. When you get old, you don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah that's that's maybe not the positive side of the uh of the wise I mean, woman but i know true. i've got major plans for when i'm old i am going to be such a nightmare for my child <laughs> <laughs> yeah drop the filter um oh, and, yeah. you know, and that is that is a real um that is probably the the woundedness of the the wise woman coming out because as she drops the filter she also gets less love and acceptance. Yeah. 
right? And so it becomes a burden almost to do that. But at the same time, she doesn't care what people think anymore. Yeah. And so actually what we have to do is engage with that wise woman archetype within us and say, yes, I'm going to to speak my truth, but I'm going to do it from a place of power that doesn't require me to disempower the people around me. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. I think that's the difference between engaging with it now and waiting till we're old. Yeah. And being that old woman who just says what she wants to say. Because when she does that, she's doing that from a place where she knows her power is drifting away from her. Yeah. And so disempowering the people around her allows her to feel more powerful in herself. That's one and thing we don't need to that do that. It's one thing I do love about like where I'm from. I am from Yorkshire and a lot of the women are so strong and they say what they want regardless. So I've always mm. been brought up doing that. And I think maybe that's what's helped me to, you know, know about manifesting, know about how to connect with myself and be okay with me. Because that's mm. one thing that a lot of people struggle with is you are okay to be you. Yeah, you can't be anybody else. Exactly. But so many people <laughs> strive to do that. Again, yeah. it all just I mean, I did for a long time. Oh, I did too. Yeah, for a really long time. But I think um, certainly since I've connected with my gifts and I've connected with my ancestors a lot more and that sort of thing, I've really come to the understanding that like we are so intentional. We are exactly the way that our ancestors intended us to be. Yeah. And we are their legacy. We are their gift to the universe. Yeah. And like, and if if we embrace that knowledge, why would we want to be different? Exactly. And then it leads into our children and they're our best eulogy of the life that we're leaving behind this time. Yeah. And I mean, I was speaking to my son um about bereavement because he finds it very hard to think about life in the future without me or his dad which is a very common concept for anybody nobody likes to think Mm -hmm. that one day they're not going to have a loved one nearby and I turned around to him and I said well I believe that we keep coming back and I keep and I believe that we keep meeting the people that we loved again and again and again we might just not meet them in the same way and he was like well what do you mean I said well in a past life, you could have been my brother. Says, in a future life, you could be my teacher. I said, but we'll keep connecting in every life. And he looked at me and he just went, Mom, if I'm your dad in the next life, I'm so giving you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, like, kids are shame. awesome like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had similar conversations with my boys. I mean, um, we, you know, my mother-in-law passed away when my uh, youngest uh, wasn't even a thought and my eldest was not even two. So um, neither of them have any memories of her. Um, but uh, our eldest for many, many years after that would talk to her. Um, up at like he's 10 now yeah. and he still talks to her now but much less than he used to. Yeah. Um, but he used to come home from school at like seven or eight and he'd say, oh, I had a chat with grandma today in the playground. I was like, oh, yeah, what did she have to say, mate? And he'd be like, she, 
she just said that I was doing a really good job of trying in, at school and that um, I was really good at soccer. I'm like, awesome, dude. Yeah. That's really awesome. Like yeah. you tell, tell grandma I said hi next time you're talking to her. And, you know, and, and so that opened the door for conversation um, with our youngest um, when our, we um, had two long-term family pets go in in a very short period of time and he he struggles he still struggles he cries for his dog that has been gone two and a half years and yeah um I said to him mate he's still around you can still talk to him he's here and he's like but I just want to pet him I'm like I, I understand that yeah but but you didn't love his physical body you loved the way that he loved you yeah and that is still here yeah. And that will always be here and you will see him again and you will have that again. Um, and, you know, so it is about kind of framing it for them in a way that yeah. allows them to understand that while our, our human existence and our physical form won't be infinite, yeah, um, our connection, we can always reconnect. Yeah. And, and I think that's really beautiful for them to understand. It is. It. I mean, when I said that to my son, my son, like the comfort in him, it just waved over him and he was like, it's okay because I'm going to see my mum again. We'll always meet up. Yeah. And it was lovely. Um, but I know like, when we spoke, you didn't actually believe in, like, well, you didn't understand spirits up until not so long ago, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, I think I always had a, a concept of, like, I always sort of assumed it was like some form of reincarnation. Yeah. Um, and you know, for for the listeners, um, I'm married to a woman, and have always been attracted to women. So when I was young, trying to navigate understanding that, I was like, well, maybe we just have like this soul that is kind of attracted to one gender or the other like it's naturally more male or more female and when we come back we don't get to choose the physical form and that but that soul still has that tendency and that yeah. was how I kind of understood it for myself and and navigated that acceptance around it yeah. um and so I kind of always thought yeah you know we come back we we come back and we have other lives and all of that sort of thing and then yeah and and then a couple of years ago I um I was told that I'm a psychic medium and and as soon as I was told that it all started to flood in in big ways and um I started to understand really like what our relationship as humans is to the spiritual realm and um yeah like I've always kind of felt connected to ancestors I've always yeah. been really interested in family history and I spent a lot of time with my grandmothers and my great grandmother when I was growing up and so blessed for that yeah. Um, and now all of them are in spirit and I'm so blessed that I have navigated my way to a place where I feel connected to them and still maintain connection with them. And I can call them in when I need support or when I need guidance or love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, it has been a real journey to get to that point though. Um, and I certainly didn't grow up with any sort of predetermined um, ideas around that stuff. I didn't have yeah. any religious upbringing or um 
spiritual stuff wasn't really talked about in our family. Right. It's kind of like, you know, when someone dies, you go to the cemetery to see them. That's kind of as far as it goes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was. it's an interesting sort of a concept to try and come to a realisation around when you're in, you know, your late 30s and, and yeah. trying to understand the world as a parent and as a partner and all of those things as well. Yeah, I was different. I had all of my family was spiritual like it was said one person every generation had a gift didn't mean that the rest of us didn't have something but like they had a major gift and so I've always been brought up knowing that there were spirits around and that you was never really alone so it was kind of easy for me to think about past lives and future lives and I just kind of think I mean, I'm a major bookworm, major. <laughs> and I kind of see it as a library. Like the afterlife is a library. And mm-hmm. you basically go up with a dossier of what you want in that life and you put it in a file cabinet and then you, you get your next lesson and off you go, you know. Nice. And yeah. to me, that's comforting. You know, a, a lot of people, especially people with office jobs, are probably like, oh, God, no more. <laughs> no more dossiers, <laughs> no more filing. <laughs> but... That's the way that I think about it and it makes sense to me to think about it that way. Yeah. There's there's so many um so many thoughts around that at the moment as well, right? Like there's yeah. that whole concept of the reason that the world is so populated at the moment is because there's a massive shift in the paradigm between the the patriarchal way of being or or the way of doing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um and and the the shift that we're starting, the, like the rising consciousness that we're starting to see now about um, how to be and how we should focus on on how we are in the world rather than what we do in the world. And, um, you know, I, I think there's probably something to that. I think yeah. there's probably something to the fact that actually there are so many people here who are here to help with that shift in that paradigm and, um, that's you know part of it, and that's great. Yeah. But um, I th- I think there's so much to learn still. Like we we pride ourselves on being so knowledgeable as humans, but we know <laughs> so little about yeah. the universe and about how it all works. And you know, I, <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend recently who was we were talking about time and about future lives, and she's like, "But you know that time's just a construct, right?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I, I'm yeah. across that particular concept." And she's like, "Cool. So, can you explain that to someone else that we, <laughs> someone else that we know because she doesn't get it, and I can't explain it any <laughs> other way." I'm like, "Sure, I'll have a crack." Um, so, you know, like, there's so much out there for us yeah. to uncover and explore, and it starts with ourselves. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I think the world is becoming a lot bigger through travel, and you know, there's more options now than what there was back in the olden days. But the worst part of that, like the downside, is a lot of people are closing themselves off into boxes mm. and not accepting the whole. And I think that's when. I really started to think about what I was doing with this. And it was, I don't fit into a niche. I don't have a box. Yeah. I'm a great many things. I don't have to put myself into a box and file myself away. And because of 
being on the fringe, I've been able to speak to a great many people in my life and really be able to take their views and talk to them without debate, without making them feel awful about their views or making them feel like they have to defend it. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now with this is I'm just trying to say, yes, you may have your niche. Why don't you check out all these other ones as well? See what you might learn. You never know. Yeah. Encouraging people to to go out into the world with a gentle curiosity and, um, you know, and acceptance. Yeah. Treat people with compassion and kindness and, um, and not, not go out into the world assuming that everything is to serve you with what you desire. Sometimes it's about just being in the same space as someone else and just engaging with them and, and walking away with just that. Um, and that's actually perfectly okay, right? We don't need yeah. to, we're, we're in such a society now where you demand um, to to receive things all the time, right? And yeah. it's that instant gratification. It's that constant looking for that hit um, and I just don't, I don't think that's healthy. No. Um, and, and certainly in terms of human engagement, I think it's really important that we do just go into spaces um, where it is limitless. I mean, yeah. space in itself implies limitlessness. And, yeah. um, you know, all too often we put people into containers and say like, oh, you're in this container with this cohort of people, so you mm-hmm. can go and do this thing. But by very nature containers are going to keep you stuck inside of that space yeah so yeah it's it's really important that we that we do have that um open engagement with people and that we just go out with lead with love rather than fear and and come with compassion and you know i think that's when we get served with the the beautiful moments that encourage us to go out and do it again it does well, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you, Erin. I've really, really enjoyed this. Do you want to tell everybody where they can yeah. find you? Yeah, well, you dropped the uh, the website earlier. It is um, <laughs> www.awakeningthewisewoman.com. Um, and, yeah, we have a, a podcast as well, but um, that all the details are on the website and uh, I'm on all the usual social media channels at Awakening the Wise Woman as well. So, yeah, reach out. Love to have a chat. And she is amazing, guys. I, I've learned so much from talking to Erin. Thank so you very much. I will definitely be getting you back on to hear Erin because we, I think there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah, perfect. I look forward to it. I hope you found my conversation with Erin as fascinating as I did. She showed me the importance of being authentic and true to myself and to look within when... I need courage to either stand up for something I believe in or maybe to try something new. All of Erin's links can be found on my social media pages, which are Facebook at Podcast Official and Instagram and TikTok is at Podcast underscore official. If you've got a funny or inspiring story to share or you just want a Yorkshire Girls advice, please email me at officialpodcast at 
gmail.com. Please leave a rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a recommendation on my Facebook page as this helps my podcast to be heard by more people and to help others. But I've chewed your ear off for enough this week. Watch out for Billy Bullshitters and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode. Thank you.